This is Brick Wall Cinema with your host, Chance the Riot. And on today's episode, we will be talking about Finance at Freddy's. Welcome to Brick Wall Cinema. This is Chance Theriot, and today I have two special guests. Noise. And. And hello, I'm Sergio, and I'll be guest on this podcast. Very formal, man. Very formal. Cool. All and right. Professional, right? Very professional. I admire that. Noise want to back it up? Nah, I'm chilling. All right. <laughs> and today's episode, we're talking about Finance at Freddy's, the 2023 movie from Emma to me, based off of the famous internet game Finance at Freddy's. The synopsis for the movie is a trouble security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night of the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy Fazbear's. Yeah, that's true. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So let's start off with first impressions. Noise, you want to start off? I obviously love the movie, of course. Obviously, because we all knew that you loved the movie before the movie started. <laughs> we, just, we just met you, but yeah, obviously, okay. I liked the movies because I played the games and I grew up with the games. So it felt more important to me than, I guess, the average person. Well said, well said. And what about you, Sergio? Me, I honestly really loved the movie. I did not grow up with the games. My cousins and my uh, some of my other friends who played the games, I was very terrified of the games because I cannot handle horror all that well. But I did grow up learning about the story and the lore behind each of the games and the franchise. And uh, as the franchise grew, so did the lore, and that interested me a lot. So when I first saw this movie. I first heard about it, but it was going through, like, production heck. Oh, really, pretty much. Kind of like Percy Jackson. Where, like, it just kept getting delayed and canceled and re-picked up by another place. So to have it come out, and I, when I first saw it, it actually felt really good. It didn't feel like like a bunch of jumbled up mesh. It felt like one congruent story. Even though, like, there are some, like, it does feel very, very like, um straightforward i guess because like of how ambiguous the story for the games and the books all are so it's like it felt like there could be it felt like there was a real good chance to actually make a story behind all this stuff in the franchise like didn't it feel like okay so like all the games and the books and the movie all feel like they're in their own separate thing they're kind of like somewhat connected but like vaguely oh yeah the creator the creator mentioned that actually, he said like uh, the games and the books are their separate universes. It's just that they both, the books are just used to uh, confirm what is canon, like what can happen inside the story and what has happened in the story. I'll start from my my first impressions. Then, I hated this movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got two people looking really mad at me right now, and I just. I'm not a big fan of the game. I mean, I knew about it. I just never really cared to play any more than like a few minutes of it. Not because I was scared, just because it was boring. And this movie felt boring. I, I get, I'm not a big fan of horror anyways. So me watching this movie based off a horror game, I can see why people like it when it, was, when it came out, but it felt more like fan service for the fans than it did for general audiences that might not be familiar with the game as much. Well, yeah, but couldn't you, you say the same thing about like, like, Super Mario? Like, the movie that just came out. A lot of people didn't, like, 
let's say the current generation, not a lot of them knew most of the references in the like movie, but it was still fun. Well, yeah, because they had humor and jokes in it too. It's gonna be hard for me to say because I am a big fan of Mario. I'm a Nintendo guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Game Boy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I went there. I went there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. With Mario, it was widely. Re- it's been out for over forty years. So that's not really a comparison to something that came out like ten years ago. Ten it's years not. Is still a lot of years. Though. It is a lot of years, but the different type of recognition. It's internet. Fighters of Freddy's. It is internet famous, but it's not worldwide famous. If you know what I mean. Doesn't like FNAF have like millions of people? Yeah, games? millions of internet. You know, I calculate that through the internet. Internet fans. You know, it's not. It's not just in the United States that it's famous, right? I know. It's famous everywhere across the world. Like, I'm not doubting that it's famous across the world. I'm just saying that it's not even on the same level. I mean, you can compare it to this universal game that came out, a uni- a movie from Universal like, that's based off a video game from over 10 years ago. Yeah, you could say that, like Mario, but it's not on the same level. Same budget-wise, char- actor-wise. It's an indie game. It felt like this felt like an indie movie. Oh. <laughs> it was. It was based off the game, which it has an indie film because it's very minimal. Like, even the director said, and I quote, it's a movie for the fans but that doesn't mean it should be exclusively for the fans though it should learn it should try to be more broad because not how do i phrase this when you make an adaptation you how? try to adapt it to another sort of people that makes it easier for other people to, to grab onto it and you can't only but say it's for the fans i'm sorry other people will grab onto it because it is a movie movies attract all kinds of people whether people who are familiar with the franchise or not that's also why some people might not like this like how you did but people will see it. That's the whole point of ha- having a film. It reaches a wide, wider audience than anything else could because of how enticing the film, the theater is. But if you're talking about like making it broader for an audience, what exactly do you mean by that? Can you elaborate? By that, I mean like it tried to reach the line between nods to the audience, to so everyone knows, like the fans that they know, and also trying to make it to where it could easy, be easier for someone like me where I only know very little of it and watching it. Like, I, I understood the movie. It just didn't gravitate towards me the way it did for everyone else. Well, I would Couldn't say that... Couldn't that about that... the film itself? Hmm. I'm sorry? Couldn't that just be about the film itself? Like, the story is not interesting to you? No, I, the premise is, is a cool idea. I just thought that it's pretty meh. I mean, I don't... Not, Say what you will about me, but I don't want to see a movie about this guy that's very narcoleptic trying to go to sleep to find some case about his missing brother. That seemed pretty boring to me. The execution was pretty boring to that. You gotta admit that. Not particularly. I think it w- went really well, and it expanded upon a character that we didn't necessarily know anything about in the games. We just vaguely know of his name. So he was in the game? Yes, he was one of the night yeah. guards. Okay. I forgot which game. Was it was it FNAF? I think I think it was one of the first some of the first games. Yeah, because there was, was a guy named Mike, Mike Schmidt. Yeah, like in one of the games you play as Mike Schmidt, and in like some of the games it the name changes every single time. You're playing a different person at a different location, but he was a character that we didn't necessarily know anything about 
other than the fact that we were playing as him. So they gave him a backstory. They gave him a family. All this other stuff that we gave didn't know. So it made it its own thing. Arguably. Let's be, make this clear. I'm not judging any of you or anyone I liked this movie about this. I'm just saying how I feel about this. I thought with the budget they have, they did a great job with it. They like they did a. I'm not gonna say I should rephrase that. With the budget that they, they were given, they did the best that they could with it. But then like it's a low budget, it's a Blumhouse movie, so it's like around five million, I believe. Like let me check. I think it was beautifully executed, but that could just be me. Obviously, every movie has its caveats. Not every movie is going to be absolutely fantastic, a 10 out of 10 for every single person. It depends on your tastes. Yeah, my True. taste. But I also think that the the studio didn't want to spend too much money on this movie because of how long it's actually in, been in production. Yeah, because you gotta remember, this movie like has times. been has been teased and has been like a, like has been teased that it's been coming out for a long time was in the was in the works but then kept getting dropped because people weren't really sure how to go through with it until recently when they actually started to finish the film yeah and like covid happened and all the other stuff so it wasn't it was put on the back burner a lot of things were put on the back burner it was trying to be made before covid though like through warner brothers the only thing constant i believe was jason blum producing it changes happen yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do adaptations of anything, pretty much. They usually have trouble. I pulled up the reviews for the movie, like the ratings for my Rotten Tomatoes. For the critics, it got 32%, and the audience got 87 I guess I'm signing more with the critics on this one. I can say that there are good things in the movie. I, I do like some things in it. Like, I like the animatronics. Jim Henson's Creature Shop did it, did a animatronic effects, and they look amazing in it. I like Josh Hutcherson in it. I don't like, really like his character, but I like his acting in it. And I like Matthew Lillard, even though he's basically playing the same role he did in Scream. He does his job well. If it ain't broke, you don't gotta fix it. If it ain't broke, then why are you trying to fix it again? Like, trying to make it? <laughs> I just kind of very much like the way it ended a lot. Because it's vague. Because they think they're gonna get a sequel. I'm just... I just like the idea of it being vague, like the, the whole situation with like the kids. It fits and well that. into the universe of and the tone of overall Five Nights at Freddy's, like how it the games are very vague, very open ended. You can pretty much make a tons of theories about it, which is actually when uh, which is actually why some of us people like me who don't usually play the games because they're not into the horror, but we like the lore and the story. Like a uh, YouTubers like Matt Pat, the creator of like Game Theory, basically built his built his entire channel around this franchise making tons of videos that everyone loves to watch. And I loved watching them because I loved learning about these stories and little details that were hidden by the creators. Little Easter eggs put here and there in almost every ounce of anything that came out that was Freddy. Like the coloring book, the novels, and the games, and the spin-off books, all those stuff. All of that was just great to hear about and listen to as the lore expanded and the franchise grew bigger. Also, speaking of Matt Pat, the fact that he showed up was fantastic. And the fact oh, yeah, that I him that and scene. Corey both showed up. Like, that was absolutely amazing. I enjoyed every second of that. Like, the entire audience, like, just was instantly excited when they saw Matt Pat. Who was Corey? The dude that was the uh, taxi driver. Oh, okay. The one at the, the post credit scene that had made those that With Balloon Boy. Ugh, me and my homies hate yeah. Evie. <laughs> like, 
So what, what, what the frick was Balloon Boy in the, in the movie? Okay, Balloon Boy is the worst animatronic ever in the history of ever. I hate him so much. He's the worst. He's a little shit. <laughs> he sucks so bad. Does he move? Actually, I arguably, JJ's worse. Ooh, JJ. No, uh, hang on. Let me explain this. Balloon Boy doesn't actually do anything besides be a major annoyance in the gameplay because he makes your like whole thing inconvenient. His whole purpose is to be inconvenient. He is just, he just an inconvenience. Uh, appears, he appears in the room and prevents you from turning on the lights and it just scares you. And but it just stands there and does nothing and but be a major inconvenience. That's yeah, about it. Yeah, and you need lights and stuff to get rid of some of the animatronics. So he's basically helpful for the animatronics and inconvenience to you. But in uh, Ultimate Custom Night, uh, what's her? Is her name JJ? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Just like, cause she does this whole thing. She like she sings a little song about how unfortunate and that she's gonna do a sneaky thing, and she throws a random animatronic in the building with you that you have no idea how to fix and you usually die by that animatronic is jj it's like an animal that's an animatronic no, like it's, no, it's like, like a, it's a female it's a female yeah it's a female version of balloon boy basically they're like siblings or whatever why is one called balloon boy they one named jj i don't know man it's like <laughs> they try it's to come like, up with a different name it's like me being named human man and the other one human named, named beyonce like that's that's human how do you correlate those two <laughs> I don't see any connected to. Human man. My boy, human man. My name Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I can see like a dumb rapper actually just doing that saying like, yo, what's up? It's DJ Human Man. DJ <laughs> Coming on the scene. Human Man. Yo, my name is DJ Meat Man. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> I deliver the meat in the beats. That reminds me. That reminds me of this vine where this guy is like, hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, uh, Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's Skinny. <laughs> it's so excitedly. <laughs> it's your boy, uh, Skinny. <laughs> and we, that's the way he says it. He's so excited. It's so, mm -mm. He's so excited? He's, that's, he, he's so happy. Yes. He's so happy. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, now we're going to get copyright claim. Thanks, Sergio. <laughs> You're gonna get copyright because you're too good. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the characters. Yeah, let's talk about the characters. Which character was your favorite? If you had to choose one. My favorite character. Mm -hmm. Are you asking me? No, me, Sergio. Shut up. Um, <laughs> all right, you gotta be more specific, because <laughs> okay. you're talking to two different people. Chance. Here. <laughs> Which one <laughs> is your favorite? Matthew Lillard. Okay. I don't know his name. William Afton? Yeah, him. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you would. The guy in the bunny suit. Really a big reveal <laughs> of the room. Can you say his name directly? It's so meant to be a huge Easter egg to everyone who's played the games and knows the story. Yeah, everyone around me like, oh! And I'm like, what the f***? What's going on over here? <laughs> He's in the golden bunny suit. He's doing bunny things. <laughs> I just like the actor. I like Shaggy. Sue me. <laughs> he's not Shaggy in this one. Oh, he's a he's oh, a chance, monster in a kid in a hat and mask. Chance, chance, what, Sergio? Chance. Did you see this short video of Shaggy turning into Spring Trap on YouTube? <laughs> it's like, are you challenging me? Then he turns, does the scene, you know, in the live action movie, and he says, like Zoe Scoop, I guess I'm the killer now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and transitions into the bunny suit. You should see it. It's hilarious. Sewing school. I'm the man behind oh the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, are you challenging me? And transitions into the bunny suit when he when he makes the entrance. He's like, oh, Zoing Scoop. Looks like I'm the killer now. Like <laughs> Zoing Scoop, I'm like the killer now. Oh God. He says it's exactly like that. You guys should see it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Or at least like, like, pull it up. Hmm. Okay. Character I disliked the most in the movie, Abby. Namely because she was like the textbook person in every single horror movie. As like the in like child? Yeah, because she was just like, I'm drawing mysterious figures that are gonna show up later in the movie. And then proceeded to go Okay, she basically got in the car with like she got in the white van because the guy said they had candy. Oh, you're talking about that, little, little girl? Yes. Oh, oh, that so, little shit. She was like You forgot her name, didn't you? No, <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. The little girl. Like pretty much the What's entire movie is her being prompted by the animatronics with candy. Oh, you that's know what, what That's what I got a question about. So later in the movie, there was a scene where like, Freddy Fazbear's in the house taking her, take her there. No, that was Golden Freddy. Not Freddy oh, Fazbear. of course, Golden Freddy. How the <laughs> f did I forget about Golden <laughs> Freddy? It was Golden. <laughs> Golden Freddy. <laughs> How do you? No, okay, it's, it is Freddy Fazbear. It's just that the fan, everyone in the fan base refers to it as Golden Freddy because it's an older animatronic. Like yeah, it was like Bonnie one of the original that's, ones. That's the spring trap. Of course. Because they're gold. They're different. It wasn't gold. It was brown. He was gold. Oh, you paying attention to the lighting. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention to the lighting. I was like, what the f is going on? You're a Why cinematic is it there man. Here? Pay attention to the lighting. I am a cinematic man. I'm the host. He had I'm a the blue one watching it. He had a single blue eye. And then the other guy had both eyes. Right. How did I miss a single blue eye in that <laughs> animatronic? He didn't even that have an one... eyeball most of the time. That my one yeah. thing I missed oh, was actually... a big blue eye. Actually, to uh, point something out, like in the makings of the game, the creator Scott, he actually uh, made the eyes different on purpose to indicate which soul was was in which uh, animatronic. Like how uh, during the sister location, Baby originally had green eyes, no wait, blue eyes, and then changed to green when she killed the little girl. <sighs> the old claw machine. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Okay, I, got, I pulled it up. That stuff was terrifying for me. <laughs> the scream was awful. <laughs> okay. Is this it, Sergio? Let's see. Are you challenging me? Oh my. Yes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. Cinema. Yeah. Cinema. It's really good transition, too. They it's actually like a bunch excellent. of other videos on about it. <laughs> oh, but so Goldie is the one that um enticed the little girl into the van. That's what that was. Okay. But sure. my main issue is why? Okay, if you are hearing ghost children as a child, if you are hearing the disembodied sounds of other children, why are you actually, not telling a trusted adult? Sounds. She so asking what? Hear, she, she doesn't actually hear the children. She actually just sees the animatronics and they play with her. They get them to they get the, her to trust them because they play with her as she's with her brother at this job. That they like, basically like just don't do anything to hurt her. They just play around. That was the worst. So as a child, they she I thought she would just not like they're my friends. They're not gonna hurt me. 
So when this another when another one comes out that looks exactly like her friend Freddy, she mistakes it as Freddy for the first time. Then the child says, "This is not Freddy. There's someone different." And then she says, "Like we're gonna go have some fun." Well, of course, like uh, mostly kids who trust who trust them would actually do that. Yeah, but I just. I don't know. I feel like I was a little more forthcoming as a child. I feel like I would have tru- ted- like told a trusted adult, being like, "Okay, tell, I'm gonna go hang out with you're gonna tell trusted my adult my friends." But she has no trusted. Ad- she has no trusted adults though. So the only, only one there was her like smoking aunt that was dead. I'm gonna be back. Smoking aunt was dead. Let me backtrack here. So you say you're gonna tell an adult that you see dead people and hope that they uh, believe you? No. Yes. She needed medication. She, like, I'm not saying she didn't need medication. I'm just I'm saying. She didn't need medication. They already did test on that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the teacher at the beginning of the movie said, like, she's not troubled or anything like that. She just has trouble communicating. So she's this is why she draws a normal all the time kid. to communicate her thoughts. Well, she's not normal. She was like a run of the mill elementary school child. I think she was elementary age. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did this when I was younger. You drew dead people? You, you, you drew dead people? <laughs> So you're no, concerned. I communicate mostly do drawings. I also do drawings. I did too. We're all a couple now. of drawing nerds. Yeah. That's why I'm an artist now. That happened to me. Yeah, mostly people who are antisocial anyways. Well, I was anyway. Wow, fuck you too, man. Just call us antisocial? <laughs> I, I, I was. actually was a very bubbly child. Me and too. And I had quite a lot of friends, actually. I'm very lively <laughs> and social. I'm very lively. Yeah, I, know, I go out to the I town. Why you guys don't understand? <laughs> I know this is why you guys don't really understand this kind of train of thought because you guys are not antisocial. I thought you were gonna be like, "This is why you guys will never understand me." <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, I don't understand. Back of the class. Mom, you never do. You never listen to me. <laughs> no, I feel the noise. <laughs> we gotta get blocked because of this, Leah. Oh, they right. won't know. Anyways. It's fine. Alright, so you're asking. What? Go ahead. My favorite character, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. It's a toss up between Mike and uh, the blonde kid, who I don't know what they named it as because they never explicitly told it, except for in the credits. But I did like uh, the inclusion of the blonde character at, with for Golden Freddy because it reminded me a lot of this Easter egg for uh, Cassidy, which was like the. Vengeful spirit that kept yeah, the Cassidy Easter egg. Try and oh torture him. Oh, the Cassidy. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah. Easter. In the game, it's called Cassidy, but in this in this universe, I'm not really sure what they're calling because they they change it a bunch because it's revealed that uh Golden Freddy actually has more than one soul trapped inside of him. Yeah, it was supposed to be in like... the games anyway, and mm. it was just really interesting to see it portrayed this way, like as the one kid who communicates to Mike and talks directly to um Abby. That it's this really vengeful kid who is so angry that he died so early in his life and takes it out by making sure that Afton is still alive to, like, sense all the pain he's in from the spring locks. Pretty much, like, um, some of the voice lines, basically, were just like, you won't die. Stuff like that. (laughs) You won't die. It's like... Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of Easter eggs about it, too, in, like, a... In like a what was it called? The Ultimate Custom the, Night. Yes. That's the name of the game. Yeah, the game is Ultimate Custom Night. Find out the phrase, Ultimate Custom Night. Yeah, that's the full title. Yeah, the after, after each death, you get, like, a voice line from one of the animatronics, like, and depending on who some of them you. are Easter eggs about certain things. Yeah, because, like, um... I think it was 
circus babies is just it's either circus baby or charlie oh um was just like you won't die but you wish you could who's circus baby i gotta ask okay so she is like a red and white clown the 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 yeah the clown with the with the twin tails she's very pretty arguably like if out of all the animatronics if i had to be killed by one of them she she'd be cool arguably Right now, that brings up a question I got. I want to know about all of you. If you had to be killed by one of the animatronics, <laughs> <laughs> who would it be? <laughs> Noise, you want to go first? I mean, hmm. I'd probably have to go with one of the originals, one of my favorites, uh, Foxy, because he's very fast. So it would be over very fast. Foxy's fast. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, Foxy has, Foxy has a thing. Has a, Foxy, Foxy has the thing where he just sprints down the hallway and he jumps at you and just does it really quickly. So I just thought that that would be the quickest death. Yeah, because like in FNAF one, he you have to like keep an eye on his on his on Pirate Curtains. Cove, and if you don't keep an eye on Pirate Cove, uh, you check it and he is sprinting down the hallway and just very gently leans in and screams and then you die. Mostly the other ones like jump scare you. He's not really a jump scare. He just kind of leans in, like asking if you want pizza, basically. But FNAF two, however, uh, yeah, he full on jumps at you. Like you, <laughs> am I allowed to make this reference? Yeah, sure, uh, go ahead. So you know the recent video of that guy jumping at the judge. <laughs> that, <laughs> like that. But he looks exactly like that. That is how he jumps at. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he just kind of he gets airtime. It is fantastic. He jumps across the desk and everything. <laughs> yeah, impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with the only one I know the other name for Chica. The you cup- would like Chica. <laughs> well, when I first saw him in the movie, I'm like, oh, Ducky. Ducky. <laughs> She's a chicken. As you Chica both said in the fucking theater. Chica. Chicken. Yeah, but you're not the first one to actually make that mistake. I have heard like others refer to Chica as Duck Duck, Duck Duck, Ducky, or like yes, it's this YouTuber called Cupquake where she didn't know the name that it, or if it was duck Chicken, duck. she just called her Duck Duck. Oh, I feel so much I, better now saying I had Ducky. Cupquake. Jesus. When you when you say Ducky, I just think of like a uh, Ducky from, from the Land Before Time. That's what I was thinking. Hmm, I don't know if um, is Freddy anyone's favorite animatronic. I don't think so. He's I a Mickey Mouse. Ma- he's like a Mickey Freddy. Mouse. He's my, fa- he's my, he's my favorite. Like, uh, actually, he's, Freddy is my favorite. Oh. Well, you just called him out, noise. How do you feel about that, Sergio? As doesn't bother me. I honestly don't care anymore because the the whole fan base has gone really out of control. So anyone has so many people have different opinions that it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, personal preference. I like Foxy just because, like, he's a pirate, and I think that's cool. And he's a fox, and I like Foxy. Foxy's a pirate? The yeah, eye patch, pirate. he has, like, a, he has like a hook. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You did not get that until <laughs> now. Did I not get Foxy, that the fox was a pirate? pirate? No, I did not get that. Foxy. I did not get the animatronic fox with a pirate. Foxy, the pirate. <laughs> it didn't say the pirate in the movie. <laughs> The way the way he laughs, it's just like a sea shanty kind of vibe, right? Oh, a sea shanty vibe from a non-talking pirate (laughs) animatronic. He does talk sometimes. Not in the movie. Not in the movie, obviously. 
But like when he's coming down the hallway, just to dub 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 dub, kind of like that. Just vibes. He's he's a very vibey dude. Very vibey dude that can sprint and across the whole fucking hall and jump across a desk. I guess he's just given more character than the guy. other animatronics, <laughs> where they're just they're just plain animatronics. Where this one, he's like a bit more passionality because he has a voice before yeah, anyone else. Yeah, he kind of is more he gives more sentient than the rest of them. Like, all of them are capable of speech and stuff like that, but he, he feels more sentient. I don't know. Maybe like he feels more unique because, his, uh, because of the noises and also because of the fact that his character is not just a anthropomorphic, uh, like an anthropomorphic fox. He's a pirate, which gives him more character. Yeah, and, like, in some of the more recent games, they have, like, little cameos of him showing off his more pirate, like, likeness and stuff like that. So, I... I don't know. Maybe it's that. Oh yeah, that was actually referenced in one of the books too, where it showed like a, a foxy did this little song where you can be a pi- you can be a pirate too, but first you have to lose an eye and an arm. It was I supposed mean... to be like this hypnotic this hypnotic effect on this kid where he constantly constantly got injured on his arm and his eye. Oh, you good? Because yeah, why it's, not? it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's in the books. You guys gotta read the books because like it gives like a lot of stuff that actually is pretty canon to the to the main universe but it is pretty interesting i mainly just listen or to if, the if songs you don't want to read the books, books then you can pretty much like look at all this on game theory it's everything is on there yeah i oh i love my bad you know he's gone now i know oh yeah he I went to go see, spend time it. with his family i cried <laughs> about it there's this whole like a uh, thing there's all kinds of videos about saying goodbye to matpad there's this one where matpad is Uguay and the internet is just uh, shifu and he's saying goodbye <laughs> it's, it's kind of heartbreaking but funny at the same time it's Good. i just love it it feels like the like the final flag of just like your childhood is over say goodbye say goodbye it's over <laughs> bye bye that's what it feels like but i don't know he deserves to spend time with his family he has like a whole baby. A whole baby, not like a half baby. He has like a whole baby now. Yeah, he's that a was quarter baby. baby. That was and now he has a shock. full baby. That was his own shock. The fact that I was like, oh my god, he has a whole baby. Uh, like a three quarters of a baby? Like, <laughs> what do you mean by that? He's a baby. Yeah. Although, I believe you're interested yeah. into seeing like how the channel will progress with the new people in charge with the rest of the film theory. Because, like, the whole uh, channel is built upon uh, MatPat being, like, the face of the franchise. So I'm wondering how it's going to go forward with this. Because yeah, I have no so. doubt that they will pretty much do a pretty good job because they've been behind the scenes doing all this stuff. But I'm wondering who's going to be, like, the new face of it because, like, MatPat's going to be, like, busy with his family. Yeah, because he said he's doing, what, nine more theories and then he leaves in, like, May? It was either May or yeah. March. And he's like, yeah, nine more theories and then I'm done. And he's like, I'll still be helping in the background, but I'm just not going to be the face anymore because I got people to take care of. Which is honestly very respectable. I respect that, man. I don't know shit about Mad Pat. <laughs> I know. We both know because you know nothing about YouTube or you don't even go on the internet. Anymore. I know enough about... Mostly... Excuse me, sir. I know enough about YouTube to have my own YouTube channel called Brick Wall Cinema. <laughs> you know how it works. You don't know about Great segue. Over there. We can tell you... Great. What? That's <laughs> we a can great tell you about segue. Several other YouTubers. We know we can tell you about several other YouTubers, and you would have no idea who they are. I bet you could. Corey it's a big X place. Kinchin. That's a low he blow. Yeah, we just movie. talked about him. Okay, and I want to go back to him. He showed up in the movie. In that I remember. 
that was cool. Originally, they were going to have, like, Markiplier, but he was busy on a different movie. Yeah, he's doing um his movie, right? I think so. I haven't he's heard anything movie? about that, though. Yeah, he's making a movie. It's called, It's about... Uh... Fuck, what's the... <laughs> you brought it up. How do you not know? It's about the submarine. Uh, Iron Lung. He's doing Iron Lung right now. <laughs> Iron Lung. Yeah, it's about a movie. The movie, the game itself, it's a movie based off the game, basically. Oh. Okay. And he's gonna play the main guy in it. Is it like a big I movie or like a low budget, like a YouTube it's movie? It's Markiplier. That's not an answer. <laughs> That's not a fucking answer. Markiplier does do big budget stuff, but mostly for YouTube. It's gonna be low budget compared to movies, but I think it's gonna be big budget compared to stuff he does on YouTube. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, honestly. Okay, I could, I can live with that. <laughs> But, I mean, like, he's done stuff like acting like that before. He, like, did his own, like, uh, game where he was, like, uh, on a spaceship and that kind of stuff. It's Lost in... What was it called? Lost in Space. I forgot what it was called. Or Into Space. Lost in Space, yeah. Into Space, yeah. It was something about space. But he does, like, act in that, in that like, uh, game because it's, like, a, it's like just recordings of, like, him and, like, space crew in space. Which, honestly, as always, he pops off. But, hmm. Back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just letting you two talk like okay sure like, let's keep this going uh, vanessa how did we feel about her like redemption her getting stabbed and all that <laughs> i like she had my favorite line the whole movie what was the favorite line if you come back to this place i'll f-ing shoot you yes we should <laughs> we love a baddie we like the fact that he he like stabbed his own child like how do you stab a child you helped produce that's wild to me yeah oh, that's how that's just to prove how crazy he is like he's done it before he would do it with he's like kid. i'd do it again he just, like, give a shit. <laughs> i mean it's like and the fact that she knew the entire time but like did like how are you a cop like <laughs> she didn't try and help at all until she was like actually i kind of feel a little bad now maybe maybe i should do something well huh. <laughs> to be fair this town seems really deserted so i think they don't really have that much of a this criteria just need a bare minimum also, all this ha- all this ha- yeah yeah all this happened when she was a kid so she couldn't really do anything about that and as we saw before she is deeply traumatized and cannot and is really afraid to go against her father it isn't until like later when Jack when he actually hires a security guard to uh, guard the place where she actually gets the courage to actually do the right thing. That's because that's after she became a cop. That's valid. Because all this all the stuff that happened that her father did all happened before she was a cop and when she was just a little girl. Because that's all that all that stuff happened when they were like back in the day. It was like before this place closed down. And now it's closed, but we still need to protect it. I swear. <laughs> Yeah. I think the animatronics would have done a, a good enough job at protecting it. I don't think they really needed a security guard. No, they didn't want they didn't bring him there to protect it. They did brought it there because they just wanted to make sure that no one trashes the place because you know how vandals are. Also because he wanted to kill him. Speaking of the vandals, the fact that all of them got murked was hilarious. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they got PG thirteen to death. <laughs> to where we just see him off screen getting killed. Li- Oh yeah, but like that's pretty much like kind of a commonplace with like um the games actually. All the kills happen off screen. They don't really happen on screen. Yeah, they don't show you, you that like... they're dead. They just show you. You just kind yeah. of vaguely know that someone's dead. Like uh Circus Baby when she kills the little. Well, as far as I'm aware, little Elizabeth. Girl. Um, when she like kills Elizabeth, she just kind of gets clawed, and you hear her scream, and then the screen goes black. 
you don't know if she died, but it's implied because her eyes, her like eyes changed the color of the little girls. So now she's possessed. Okay. So it also is happens actually... with like uh, the, there's also like the crying child, where Cece. like he gets bit. Yeah, the what was the bite of eighty seven or was it, it was the bite either of... eighty seven or eighty three, and we're not gonna do that argument. <laughs> It's yeah, one of them. Okay. <laughs> right. So the crying child, he does get bitten, and it's implied that he's dead. But other games and uh, the theorist channels have also theorized that he actually didn't die right away. Because like, uh, I believe it was FNAF three, where like they're in the house and you see the nightmares. That's no, 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 that's FNAF four. That's thought to be like <laughs> FNAF four. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. That it's thought that that is like the crying child, but like going in and out of consciousness as he's dreaming of like the animatronics that gave him nightmares when he was little because like it's shown like in the mini games that the crying child actually does like five nights at freddy's but he's aware of what's happening inside five nights at freddy's that william athen is the killer that his friends are all being killed and then he has like very scared of the place that's why his brother teases him about it and, and it's also why mask. like he is like <laughs> afraid of it even though he has like the toys in the corner of his room yeah and it also kind of hints at it even more because like on the table like you have to use a flashlight to go throughout the house and stuff. Like, not through the entire house, but the room. Yeah. Like, flashing it down the hallway and stuff to try and keep the animatronics away. But, like, when you turn towards your bed, because the freddles. Um, what what are the freddles? The freddles are, like, tiny little nightmare crotch goblins. Um, crotch goblins. That are a minor... They're just tiny freddies. Tiny freddies. They're tiny freddies with a lot of teeth, and they... Sp- they literally vibrate in rage. Ew. And there's like a bunch of them. I think you have you if you get up to four before flashing light, like Freddy shows up and kills you. <laughs> but when yeah. you turn to look at the bed on the side table, you'll see like hospital supplies. So it's kind of implied. These are like very small de- details that the creator has put around, like sprinkled all over the franchise. So it's really hard to find these. This is why the theorist channel became so popular because people could find all these little things that they missed throughout the games and the books and the movie it's all really interesting this is why we uh why a lot of us like got so interested in this story it's like some stuff in the movie would make more sense if you did play the games but some of the stuff it's like so vague that even you if you really did need play to. the games you yeah know. well but like most of us don't have time to play all the games to play, catch up I mean, yeah, but you if don't, you don't to have play to play the games. Up. If you compare it to Mario, Mario is so simple saying, oh, yeah, we, we wake up. We're, we don't know where we are, but we're going to go from jump. We're going to jump on this Goomba. We're going to go jump, jump, hit a, hit a Brock. Done. Next level. Well, like right now, aren't they making like a Legend of Zelda movie right now? Yeah. The Legend of Zelda timeline makes no sense. Well, we're not talking about timelines. We are talking about timelines. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't count. It makes no sense. Just like how the FNAF timeline barely makes sense. Okay, but good. Yeah, actually, I think that's the whole point of the Legend of Zelda. Because the whole point of the Legend of Zelda is that they just reincarnate into different times throughout the world. Yes. <laughs> yes, I. that's exactly why. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Also, but like, if you're, put, if, if you're talking about timelines, then you're probably talking about the other games of Mario. In which case, the timeline doesn't really make much sense besides, like, loosely put together. We're not... It's like, I think it's all the like games... that with all games. Like, the timelines are kind of loose just so you don't have to play them in, sp- in a specific order. All old games are yeah. not sequiturs where you can just play anyone you want to. 
man, it'd be like, some of them have like something's vaguely having to do with the other ones. Just being like, this is the same guy from that other one. However, it has nothing to do with the other one. Hey, it's Mario. Now he's paper. Don't question <laughs> it. <laughs> he's an RPG. Don't question it. Let's go. Hey, look, it's Mario, but now he's an look. It's Mario, but now he's an elephant. Don't question it. It's Mario, but now he's driving. He's it's Mario. Tech. Now he's a dinosaur. <laughs> and now he's a car. <laughs> and now he's a rock. It's Yoshi. <laughs> Yeah, see, you get it. And then the Zelda's like... Have you seen some of the new... The, the, have you seen, like, the new, like, a game? The new Mario game where it's just, like, a kind of like a big fever dream because all the plants, the piranha plants start singing? I want to play that so bad. So I might even do a stream about it on Twitch. I brick wall cinema. Great segue. Stop shamelessly plugging. <laughs> I'm not shameless. It's not shameless. I don't shameless. care. I need the recognition. I need the publicity. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. We have to give our ratings for out of five stars. We have to choose between them. I'll start first. I gave this two out of five. <laughs> and I thought that was big surprise. Let me just hear hear me out. I hold on. <laughs> you already explained what you didn't like about the yeah, movie. But I, I don't know what else you need to. Explain. I need to summarize. It's not okay, then summarize. Trying to, but you keep on interrupting me when I'm trying to talk. <laughs> we let we let brother speak. <laughs> no, this is content. This is what they this came content. for. <laughs> so I gave it two this out of five. What you wanted. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> I gave it. Right, continue. Continue. <laughs> is there a delay? No, I was about to speak. We just fucking interrupted me. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'll stop. I'll stop. We can't be doing this bit so many times. We have a limit. <laughs> we have a limit. <laughs> okay. I get a two out of five because I thought that although the animatronics are really good, I thought the story is pretty weak based off the sto- based off what you told me about the the main games, and I feel like it's more of a, it was more towards the fans than the than the general public because I'm. And I can't do anything about me not knowing at the time because I have a life. I have busy doing things. You're nice. able to pick up on the references in Mario. True. It's, that game's over 50 fucking years old. <laughs> they have cartoons. Know, they have multiple cartoons. They have songs. We're the Mario Brothers and plumbing's our game. We're not like the others who get all the okay, fame. If you think he's in trouble, we can call him on a double. FNAF has songs too. They have quite a lot of songs, actually. I do Even like the end credit song was a fan song. I like that one. I like that they put that in. I'll admit yeah. that. I like it's that a really song. Really good nod to the fans. So I noise give it a four point five out of five because I am a very loving fan of the franchise. That's coming from me specifically, my opinion, because I do like how it was executed. I do like. The fact that it had like a reoccurring element into it, that but it wasn't tiring. I like that every single dream he had was different than the last one, even to the point where it was confusing him. But that's my opinion. Okay, and Sergio, you're gonna wrap this up. All right, I gave it a four out of five, mostly because like I can see how some people would actually be kind of, be kind of bored with this, but I personally loved it a lot because. 
of all the references to like the fan base and also the people who've grown up with the franchise. It was very well done considering like what I heard about it, like how it kept being delayed and uh, re-taken down. And honestly, I liked all the... This was like the only horror movie I saw in theaters that did not scare the heck out of me where I could appreciate so much about it. For me, it was like... It was like I could appreciate everything about the movie, and even though I it did freak me out a lot, I just was able to truly appreciate what was happening on screen. Yeah. I, I admire the attempt. I'll say that. I like that it wasn't, like, overly scary. Like, the games aren't necessarily... Like, the scare factor of the games isn't because you're getting jump-scared and stuff. It's the anticipation of waiting for the jump-scare, hoping that you don't get a jump-scare. You're waiting on the clock. Like, you are waiting for till 6 a.m. That is your main goal. And if you don't get to 6 a.m., you have to redo the night all over again. That was the aspect that they kind of alluded to, which I enjoyed. Also, one more thing. I felt like with this movie, it didn't give the relief, like, from the games, like, the ending. I, I know how the game plays. I saw gameplay for it. Like, the relief that you made to the last day, it didn't feel like it was earned in this one, really. I feel like it just happened. Yeah. But, but yeah, because in the games, it's all about surviving the night. Whereas this one, it's more. There's a story behind it, and there's a motive to actually going back to Freddy's, where it's not just surviving the night. Yeah, because in the games, you're going back for a paycheck, which I wouldn't have gone after the first night. Like, <laughs> why Hell are no. you going back? Like, <laughs> you going? Pay is not that good. Worth it. <laughs> the you go in. It's never worth it. It's never worth it. <laughs> you go in. There's a rat. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Honestly. But they pay you, like, what, $100 for five nights? What is this? <laughs> it's not worth it whatsoever. You go in here. Oh, fuck this. Later. <laughs> like, how are you seeing go dead ghost children? You're over here finding out, like, all these dead bodies and stuff like that. And you're over here just like. Well, they won't fuck with me. I'm dead. They're dead already. What like, are you going to do to me? Hmm. I did see that animatronic sprint across my camera. However. My hundred dollars! I just... No. <laughs> yeah, well, there are dead people, but I do need the moolah. <laughs> it's like... At least in the movie, they gave a reason to why he's coming back every night. Like, it's worth it, because, like, he has a reason. He just... He's trying to figure things out. He needs to find his brother. Like, the whole dream theory and stuff like that. I also do like that element. It's like... Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because he was just like... The quote was... Anything that you've seen before, you can access it through your dreams. Because, like, it's perfectly photographed memory in your head. That's cool. That's a cool aspect. Was that in the game? No. Oh, they just no. added it to the movie. Which is why I mean by, like, there are certain aspects in the movie that aren't in the games, which is why it's its own separate thing. Okay. I just... Mm. Oh, Vanessa is actually in the games, too. But she's a different character. Yep. Like, Vanessa is in, like... Was she one of the security guards? Nah. No, well, security yeah, in the breach, security right? breach. Yeah, she's in security breach. Yeah, she's in the security guard. Okay. And so I, I guess it's, it's the security guard, but she's also... that she's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, but in uh, that one, it's sort of like implied that she is like, either if she is a killer, then she is possessed by Springtrap, who has taken on like a sort of way to control other people's bodies by yeah, he's like a uh, becoming form. like a ghost, like the kids. Yeah, it's like, yeah. he's like a, he's, we call him Glitch Trap. <laughs> Who's we? The fandom. The fan base. You, but Sergio, you call him Spring Trap. Am I not to be he's, mistaken? Okay, well, yeah, there's Spring was, Trap plus Trap. No, he, <laughs> clap Trap. Okay, <laughs> slap that. 
Hang on. Bop look, that. Hang on. Let me let me explain. Let me explain. All right. Look. William Afton got into the golden Bonnie suit, but then it spring locked on him. Everyone now calls him Spring Trap because of the spring traps that are keeping him in the suit. Mm-hmm. After a while, he became withered and destroyed, in which case his body could no longer handle it. So his consciousness got downloaded into some kind of digital mainframe where he became glitch trap because every time he shows up, there's a glitch. Oh, fuck. So you're telling me he, he might come back in the sequel? glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> so he can come back in the sequel. Maybe. Oh, he always comes back. That's his whole catchphrase. That's I his whole thing. That's his catchphrase. I always come back. Afton's never dead. That's yeah, what Cassidy's whole thing because... is trying to make him stay dead. Or continue to suffer. That's Cassidy's whole yes. plan. That's the blonde child, basically, in this movie. Like, they are so angry that they do not want him to leave. After all the kids basically pass on, Cassidy keeps him there to make him suffer. That's the whole point of Cassidy. Yeah, because there's a in scene that shows like all of the like heads of the animatronics, all of the lights are out, and then all the way far in the distance, you see Golden Freddy's head and the lights still on, because they refuse to die because Afton's not fully dead yet, and they want him to suffer. Okay. And then in like custom night, uh, you at the end if you defeat like all like the animatronics at uh at the highest level, the highest difficulty. You see a cutscene cut of a Golden Freddy glitch, like a twitching in the background where he, you, as you zoom in on him, that's basically Cassidy being so angry that they do not want Athen, Athen to leave or to be free. And there's like, basically you just gotta watch like some of the game theories. There's a whole thing about it. Explain it way better than us, but basically Cassie is just like this vengeful spirit that does not want William Athen to die until they've suffered so much beyond any human capacity. Because how messed up do you have to be to be going around killing kids and then stuffing them into animatronic suits? You gotta get be a little messed up. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> something's not so clicking the in your head. Back and all that. Like, He's not fully there in the head. A couple screws, a couple, a couple minor glitches, if you will. But uh... yeah, a little like spring loose in there, isn't there? Everyone's quirky. Brother, this guy stinks. What he said. <laughs> All right, well, I think we can wrap up this episode of Brickwall Cinema for Finance at Freddy's. You can find me, Chance, on Instagram, X, Snapchat, Twitter, and others at Chance Theria, C-H-A-N-C-E-T-H-E-R-I-O-T. And we're going to find you noise. You can find me on Instagram at majesty underscore noise. And what about you, Sergio? Me, currently, right now, you can only find me right here on Brickwall Cinema. Nice. All right. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Have a cinematic day.